Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we are not error, we are definitive. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going so good. Yeah? How good is it going? Well, here's the thing. We're recording this beginning after we know the answer to who's the definitive Zelda NPC, and I feel a weight has been lifted off me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And no hints here or spoilers about what decision we came to. But it is obviously the right and definitive one. You are listening to the episode wherein we determine the best Zelda NPC. We, you guys helped us. Thank you so much. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we should chat too much before just like kicking over to it, right? No, I think uh, just real fast. Yep. Because you got to go fast if it, you want to borrow mm-hmm. Patrick's copy of Sonic Forces. That's right. So as quickly as possible and as is safe. Uh, send your address to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And I send you the thing. You can send it back to me. You get to borrow Sonic Forces like we're friends. Um, that's it. Mark, let's get to you, me, and Omar Najam figuring out who the best Zelda NPC of all time is. We are joined today to determine the best Zelda NPC by Omar Najam. Hello. Hi, Omar. I was <laughs> going to say, I was going to say writer. I was going to say director. I was going to say podcaster. I was going to say, you know him from Thank You for Questing. You know him from the Sunnydale Study Group. Omar Najam is here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank I'm you sorry, so much. I jumped on that intro. I jumped on both of these intros. <laughs> I, I, no, no. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. Yeah. We're real fast and loose around. Great. I, great. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, energy, I would say, is riding high. Well, okay, guys, before we, <laughs> s- before we start. No, 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 no. This is so- totally true. We are feeling great. Yeah. Because this is going to be, like, big. We have set a monumental task for ourselves, yes. determining the best Zelda NPC ever. And I've got to tell you guys, if it were anybody else but the three of us determining it, oh, you would, I would not yeah. have confidence. That, 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 that the correct the right one answer. would be chosen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and I would, I would think that a, a, another group of three or four or five or however many people sure. would come up with an answer, but it would be wrong. I agree. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, it they would, would be a fine answer. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And everyone would clap their little hands and Very say, politely. well done, well done. Yes. But would it be definitive? No, no it couldn't not. be. It would be like, oh, congratulations. That's right. <laughs> Great, you got it. It's like saying like they played Monopoly and then they determined the economy. No, no, no. no. That was a Thursday right. night game. Congratulations. Right. I hope you had fun. You but know, ultimately means nothing. You know your dad let you win, right? <laughs> yeah. Then you would land on Boardwalk and he would say, you don't have to pay me this time. Yeah, don't worry about it. That's not really playing Monopoly. No, no. in this scenario, we are the dads. We are, <laughs> it's three dads uh-huh. playing Monopoly. For the fate of the world. It, honestly. <laughs> it's, it's only not true because we don't have children. <laughs> Literally the only reason it's not true. Uh, Omar, yes. before we get into the task at hand and bring in the opinions of our listeners, which, by the way, uh, good showing up, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. 
Yeah. We had uh, a lot of people write in, more than we'll probably be able to cover like everybody's complete lists. But we'll read every word that you wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've I, read everything. I, I've, not I've read every word, but yes, we, we, we will get to all of it. But Omar, I want to get into your history with games and your history with the Zelda series and what you like about it, what you like about games. Obviously, you're a big role-playing guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do um, you consider... Breath of the Wild, a role-playing game. Oh, I, I was hoping we'd talk about this. <laughs> uh, I personally do. Thank you. That is the correct answer. <laughs> because we ranked Breath of the Wild as one of the best, eight best RPGs to ever be on a Nintendo platform. I feel like it's such a great one to throw people into if you're just like, do this. If just you want to get experience. into the experience. Yeah. yeah. If you want to like play a game like this, this is one of the best ones. I yeah. completely agree, especially on Nintendo. Uh, what do you uh, in video games? Do you gravitate towards role playing, or what? What sort of games do do you like? Now this is so funny. I used to like live. My brothers and I were not necessarily indoor kids per se, mm-hmm. but during the summer we would go with my mom to her work, and then we would just play N sixty four. And that was she used to work at Parents Helping Parents. And so she was, like, upstairs in the office, like, doing stuff, getting, like, campaigns going, figuring out activities for, you know, parents to come in and do on the weekends. And then we'd be downstairs playing Goldeneye yeah. for, like, eight hours straight <laughs> and just lived in those worlds. Uh, Smash Brothers was, like, a huge, yeah. huge, huge portion of our summers. And a lot of it was just because it was too, we couldn't, you can't do a lot else. Like, it's yeah, just yeah. too hot. So, like, we would take, like, a break to, like, read, like, Goosebumps books and then get back into it. Um, and then also. This sounds wonderful, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> perfect. I cannot emphasize how perfect, like, these Nintendo summers were. Yeah. And so that's, a lot of my association is, like, that. And then, like, um, like during Christmas break. Yeah, uh, back when it was definitively called Christmas break in our school district, <laughs> that was like another thing too. Is like we would get together, and a huge uh, portion of it was that if so many people were playing games at that time, that someone could just come over and you could all just jump into a multiplayer game. Yes. Or if someone didn't, it was such an inviting culture, especially with Nintendo games, to be like, just hop in. Here's the controller. Here's a few things you need to know. We can do a collaborative thing, or we can just also set them all to NPCs and sit back. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because I I remember I, I was uh, working as a hall director at the college that I had just graduated mm-hmm. from when uh, the Wii came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I, I remember having you know I would just have my door open all the time because uh-huh. I, I you know that's how I approached working as a hall director, which is like everyone can just come in and hang out all the time. Um, you know, so in in a dorm setting. And uh, we played Twilight Princess. I say we, even though like I was always the one <laughs> playing it. There were just like people like filing in and out, yep. and just like you know, it felt like such a like cool collaborative cooperative effort mm-hmm. of people being like, "Oh, you got that gear thing? We saw these tracks here, 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 and here, and don't forget on the world map, they're out here too." <laughs> um, and so like I don't know, the whole thing just felt so like connective and cool. Yeah, it is. It's such a. I feel like. You, you get that sense that there's so many brains around you all contributing to the environment. Yeah. Like, collectively, where you're just like, oh, that tree. We got to remember that tree. We don't see it anymore. Right. Because <laughs> the camera is limited. Yeah. But we got to remember that we have to, like, bury that something by the tree. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that crack in that wall looks like no other cracks in walls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep that in mind. And remember uh, it. <laughs> uh, so what, what, uh, what kind of games have you been playing lately? You said it, it sounded like you were setting up a 
you used to play these kinds of yes, games. Yes, yeah. So my attention level and I, I suppose maybe time dedication has faltered so much. Uh, like I used to, I think a few years ago, I was cranking out like a ton of like Fallout and Red Dead Redemption and stuff like that. Yeah. And I would just like sit for hours and just gallop around. I wouldn't even like do anything. I'm just like, no, I'm just going to go for a ride. And <laughs> now I am just a complete like Steam indie game junkie. Yeah. Or super fun retro stuff like the old roller coaster tycoon that's oh you're sitting across the table from a roller coaster tycoon like when when the classic version became (laughs) available on ipad it was changed everything so many hours into that yeah yeah i lost yeah and it's just i was like and i i now smart enough like i i have books on imagineering in my apartment so i was like (laughs) i can beat this game (laughs) (laughs) and that was a very horrible place to enter into so now I've gotten a lot more into kind of seeing, I think what I've gotten more into lately is stuff that if I were to dedicate more time and more resources and attention, I might be able to start writing or designing stuff. And I think that's kind of yeah. where my mind is, like what's like close to me as like a writer or like a creator. I know very little about like how to actually make video games yeah. <laughs> like happen and put them in front of people. But like I live in Culver City and Indicate is like just down the road. And so I'm just like, oh, but that's so it's so close. And it's such like an opportunity. And so that's kind of where I am now. Also, I'm not. So like in, in, in terms of uh, like you're attracted to like the storytelling potential of games or just like the sort of experiential part of games? I think kind of both. Because yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the uh, super flagship Nintendo stuff. Mm hmm is like is are these sweeping narratives that are in my opinion like almost better than blockbuster movies sure like when i jump into like a zelda game i'm like this i'm getting more at like this to me is like more thrilling than like a pirates of the caribbean film um and because of that i think it's like such a huge world and such a huge thing to tackle whereas uh now because we have access to like so many indie games it's something where it's like the simple storytelling amounts of like if there's a blue character that's painting stuff blue and there's a red character painting stuff red how can you make an experience out of that Yeah. Yeah, well, because there, there's so much of that, like, sort of hyper-condensed storytelling mm-hmm. or that sort of, like, uh, like atmospheric or just, like, passive storytelling. Yeah. Um, that, like, games need to fill out that world. Like, you know, you, you mentioned Breath of the Wild, but, like, the actual forward narrative of mm-hmm. that game is pretty thin. Yep. Um, yep. And it's, it's, it's all about this incredible world that you get to inhabit and the sort of story that's implied by mm-hmm. every building you pass, everything you pick up every person that's like scared of something bad happening again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, you know, just, just having that like hyper condensed, largely visual storytelling yeah. is also really attractive to me and something that I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of storytelling that I like and I get excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of what I like chase in comics too. Yes. Um, like, nothing will excite me more than when they're like, uh, this is going to be a silent comic. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I don't want to have to read a word. <laughs> Tell me the story other ways. Yeah. There was a justice league comic. This is a while ago. I think this was maybe 2010, mm-hmm. uh, when the, there was like a first round justice league reboot. And it turned out that, so, uh, like pre new 52. I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. It was like, Jim Lee was like, by the way, we're rebooting. And everyone's like, you, you yeah, can't what? reboot a universe? Are you insane? I've done it like four times since then. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many zero issues I have now. But, uh, and it, you found out that they, they're trying to like the, the building, I think is like a building was crumbling and a quiver or someone was like trying to climb out and then saw water uh, like above his head and realized he was upside down the whole time. And you realize that the entire issue 
Oh, great. All the panels were upside down. Yeah. And I was like, this is what I want. Like, this I just, is all cool. I want. That's I just, really cool. I just want an experience that only this medium can deliver. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That kind of crazy weird stuff. And I feel like there's so many, like, indie games doing such a good job with, like, horror uh, experience mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Or even just, like, now, like, there's, like, ones that imitate, like, AOL Instant Messenger. And you're just, like, messaging someone. And they're just like, I'm depressed. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm feeling so much right now. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What's the name of that game? Uh uh, I can't remember the the name in it, but something was was away is away. Catherine is away. Oh, what Catherine? The, what is the Sarah? Na- Sarah is away. I'm not yeah. sure. We are getting the name of this game wrong. <laughs> it's uh, okay, but we will get it right. I don't know if that's <laughs> true. <laughs> but rest assured, if we did not get this the name of the game right, that's because so much of our brain power is oh, yeah. focused on getting. The best Zelda NPC, right? Oh, that's a hundred percent where my mind yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> but before we move off of um, like indie games and the kind of experiences they they give, um, what you you mentioned horror? Is there like a, a go to indie horror game that like that comes to mind for you? Let me. That's a good question. I'm going through my Steam library right now in my head, but I'm distracted because I recently found an old tv that i could plug my gamecube into oh. and so i've been replaying resident especially because halloween's right around the corner yes and every halloween i play resident evil 4 and now i get to do it on the gamecube what a great tradition so, <laughs> <laughs> and showing some friends uh the game for the first time is one of the, my favorite experiences they're like wait where are we why are we getting yelled at in spanish I'm like, oh <laughs> just hold wait on for the chainsaw <laughs> wait till you see the castle <laughs> Things only get weirder from here. Uh, so Zelda, specifically Zelda. Yes. Do you have a favorite Zelda game? Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask. I I, I think it's Majora's Mask because I think that it is so... Maybe I'm just in my mindset because Halloween's around the corner again. <laughs> Uh, it's still true. Halloween is still around the corner. <laughs> and it'll always, even if it's like November 1st, uh, when you're listening right, to this, yeah, yeah. It's, it is right around the corner. It's just a very big corner. Yeah. Just wait. Right. Just be a little just patient wait, about Just wait corner. like a little bit. Yeah. It'll be Halloween just again. Just give us a hot second, please. Um, so you're sort of like gravitating towards the like horror sort of uh, like spooky elements of I, Majora's I, There was someone, the, the stakes in that game were so high. Yeah. Um, and and all the other games like Breath of the Wild, I feel like they, it's such a beautiful world. The lighting just gets better and better with every Zelda game, in my opinion. Um, but there's something about that game where I think it was kind of the first time I was starting to see the entire franchise take form. Yeah. And then characters were kind of going through stuff. I mean, we'll discuss specific characters, I'm sure, associated yeah. with this very famous game in a second. <laughs> but seeing people affected and those characters uh, undergo changes from magical masks and stuff, I was like, whoa, this is cool. Like, this is... Yeah. Uh, well, M- Mark and I were just talking... We uh, talked last week about Link's Awakening uh, and um, A Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. But specifically in Link's Awakening, talking about how that's where you start to see super weird characters in the series for the first time. Yes. Um, and I feel like if that's where it's set up, it is like drilled home in Majora's Mask <laughs> that like, no, every single person in this universe is a huge weirdo. Yep. And they have like their own bizarre desires and they're all like embarrassed by strange things and they're all excited by even stranger things. Um, and so I, I, think it's a, I think it's an awesome place to start pulling some of like our favorite characters from yeah um but 
are, are we ready to get into this, guys? I think we are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Should we like um put like our friendship on pause and enter like a war room situation for the I, next? I think so. I think okay, we can good. we can do a whatever happens at the podcast table stays <laughs> right. at the podcast I table. Think, I kind of think we're going to have to. <laughs> right. I mean, here's here's the thing. We all came with a couple characters. Mm-hmm. Um, our listeners are going to introduce about 30 more. <laughs> and then we are going to kill our babies until we are down to one. Yeah. It's um, be insane. So, so before we start, yes. I just want you guys to know that I love you. Yes. But yes. whatever happens, like, this could get ugly. Yes. This, this could get ugly. <laughs> it will get ugly. And for a moment, I will hate you both. <laughs> but as soon as we stop recording, we'll be back to it's friends. It's a professional hatred. Yes, it's a professional hatred and a healthy one, I think. <laughs> uh, so first, before we get started, and we're going to uh, read as much uh, stuff from uh, our listeners as we can, um, I want to start with an email from Alex. Uh, and Alex says, before I get to my list, I want to acknowledge a few things. So thing number one, you can play as both Medley and Makar in Wind Waker but I feel like they still count as NPCs. How do you guys feel about that? Medley and Makar, they are the little like helpers that yeah. help you in one dungeon of one dungeon each. Still kind of count as NPCs even though you are momentarily playing as them. I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'll count it. Okay, we allow it. Thank you. I'll Alex. count it. Cuz I'm not worried cuz we're we're looking at the end of the road here. This is the right, marathon, exactly. so yeah. I'm not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Pick your battles. <laughs> uh, Alex's second observation, I feel like other characters may be playable in special circumstances in other games, but my, blanking, my mind is blanking right now. Fine. I agree with that. Um, number three, any form of Zelda or Ganondorf should be disqualified because Ganondorf is boring and Zelda is too good. Thoughts on that? Too good in what regard? And I'm fine with discount, like not including either of them in the conversation. Uh, I'm well, curious. I, 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 I'm a little curious as to what too good means in this context as well. I, yeah. I feel like maybe too foundational to the mythology of the series. Oh, sure. Um, like it's an easy pick. It is the Legend of Zelda after all. Kind of like a, like a which is your friendliest Pokemon. It's like, well, it's probably Pikachu. We're it's talking about like, yeah, like Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of like a nut. Sure. Yeah, it's a gimme. That does take yeah. some away from certain characters that uh-huh. would probably be very much at the top of the list from the get-go. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we, Let's we, spice it up. We, we agree to those terms. Yep. Uh, just jumping down to the end of Alex's email, he says, P.S., uh, maybe you guys should consider ranking just the versions of Zelda across the series. So maybe at a, at, at a separate time, we, yes. we put all of the Zeldas on a board and say, who is the best Zelda in that's, Zelda? That's a great that's idea. That's a bracket. That's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, it's exactly yeah. It's a bracket. It's a, it's a perfect bracket. We, 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 Alex, we are stealing that idea. <laughs> Thank you for offering it up. Uh, so Zelda and Ganondorf off the table. Yes. Wow. Well, okay. okay. Were they on anybody's list? Like They are on some of our uh, listeners' lists, but I, I do not have... I think probably, you know, for honestly similar reasons. Uh, yeah. Or the same reason I don't think I included certain characters. I like so Ganondorf, I feel like, uh, or Ganon full stop, I feel like is a like an interesting villain only because we have so much history with him. Yeah. He, like yeah. Ganon in and of himself is not very interesting. <laughs> See, I, I think the mm-hmm. only uh exception to that is in Wind Waker where 
like he's the only one who like really knows what's going on the whole time. That's true. Mm. That's a good point. Um, and like he's this like holdover from like an, an ancient world, and like is trying to bring it back. Or I forget exactly how the plot machinations of uh, Wind Waker work, but like he is so much more interesting in that game. And even he, but even still, I think we've got a, a lot more interesting options to to and go through. I kind of feel the same way about Zelda. Like. I don't find Zelda very interesting. And maybe that's because I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> but I find her very boring. Mark, you cannot always appeal to that line of logic. I maybe can. it's because I'm gay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can. That's how I start every sentence. <laughs> it's, it's true. I painstakingly edit it out of every episode. The 400 times Mark starts a sentence <laughs> with maybe because I'm gay. I love that that was like your like caveat, but I do feel like that just shone a light on like <laughs> all like the Zelda, like the Zelda fans are like so interesting. So she's so interesting. You're like, is she though? And it's like a second where like, everyone's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> maybe I've been projecting my whole life. <laughs> Uh, okay, point number four for Alex, and this one I think I, I will push back on. He says, I feel like maybe you guys should separate each game's guides into a separate list, i.e. Midna, the King of Red Lions, uh, Ezlo, etc. Oh. I mean, again, none of, none of the ones I'm coming to the table with fall into that category, so I'm indifferent. But I did bring one of the guide characters. Oh, okay, too. I have a guide character. Oh, we'll see. Then there we go. So we kind of have to include them. Although I also think Alex that that's a great idea for a separate list. Yeah, is just the, the best, best yeah. guide in. So putting that one in our back pocket as well. Uh, <laughs> episode ideas for days. <laughs> uh, and then number five, Impa shouldn't be excluded. I did say on a previous episode that we were going to exclude Impa, but fine, Impa should not be excluded. Fine, fine, fine. She's fine, fine, not fine, excluded. Fine, fine, fine. She's not on the list. We'll the best. see how it plays out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will obey such rule. Yeah. Uh, and then Alex has five picks. Do we want to go through his five picks now? Because that seems fair because we're cause stealing we, his we, ideas. We're stealing his ideas. Yeah, and so uh, that seems using a lot of his. That seems right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so his, uh, he's got uh, five picks in no particular order, he okay. says. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Deku Tree. Extremely important oh. to Link's character in Ocarina of Time. Such a cool character that he has returned in other games. How do we feel about the Great Deku Tree? That's a good one. That's very good. Um, is it weird that it dies like a couple minutes after you meet it? No, I feel like that's almost like the perfect beginning for that game because there's so much like childlike wonder at the very beginning. And mm-hmm. then it's just like, also, things can be sad in this world. <laughs> also, your childlike wonder can die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like Deku Tree is pretty good, and yeah, he they keep bringing him back. He's yeah foundational to that mythology. So yeah, uh, it's actually I guess I was gonna say it's weird that he only first showed up in Ocarina of Time, but I guess and he's so foundational. But I guess it's not that weird because Ocarina of Time is so foundational to what Zelda is now. Right. Well, in Ocarina of Time is what the fifth game in the series, right? Zelda, Zelda Two, Link to the Past. Uh, Link's Awakening and then 64. Yeah. So it's a, uh, well, it feels like a later ver- or like iteration of the game. Like that was, that was a long time ago. <laughs> now it's probably like 60 years ago <laughs> yeah, at this point. Right. <laughs> As we turn to dust while we're recording this <laughs> podcast. We don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> um, Alex is number two, Skull Kid. Very cool how a little NPC from a side quest in Ocarina of Time became such a great complex villain in the next game. 
I mean, that's kind of what I was talking about, right? <laughs> a little bit earlier. Uh, yeah, and I, I like that there are like the two sides to Skulkin. Yes. Um, that there is the one side of him that is the for the sort of mischievous but mostly well-meaning forest music nymph. on a tree stump. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Dancing around. Uh, but is also drawn to a mask of infinite evil, uh, and with it enacts some terrible destruction on the town of Termina. Yep. Relatable. Yeah. Right, we Who can has all. It? It's a. It's for puberty. Yeah. It's a metaphor. Yeah, that's called your twenties. That's what Majora's Mask is actually about. The world ends every three days. That is true <laughs> in your twenties. Um. So I, I feel like we're going to come back to Skull Kid a couple times uh, throughout this. Do do and did any of you bring Skull Kid as one of yours? Not on. Not on my list. Skull Kid was in one of my like orbited if. My others are like tackled very well. I right. would mention Skull Kid. So, uh, okay. Well, let's just we'll we'll keep the Skull Kid in, in the back of our head here. Number three, Happy Mask Salesman. I have Happy Mask Salesman Me on too. my list. Uh, oh, okay. this is potentially a strong contender. <laughs> that, that, this is a strong contender. I feel like both of these are actually super strong contenders, and I see come up a, a, a lot in the listener submissions. Mm. Uh. Why don't you guys give your uh, arguments for the happy mask salesman? Go ahead, Omar. You can go first. It's just this, uh, like a character like happy mask salesman for me pulls this out of like video game, video game into a greater like myth and legend. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I love about this character. There's so much hinted at and still so much happens with the character. Like you just, you're like, I only have a little bit of time to spend on this character. and we follow this character around for a few more years, it would be like seven Miyazaki movies would happen like simultaneously. Right. Like accidentally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just trip through them. Um, it's also, I just love the sort of <laughs> the, the stakes with the salesman where it's just like, I've got all this magic and there's like music associated with it. But also sometimes my stuff gets jacked. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it could be the end of the world. You know, like it's just kind of that, like it, it, it kind of ground, like that's a nice grounded action story for me. It's yeah. just like these characters are not like gods and like Olympians um, that have like a lot of security and stuff like that. No, it's like, no, this is like magic is all around us. And then some, person can totally just like it get their stuff jacked right and like what's more like kind of grounded and like blue collar than like picking up those magical objects and being like i bet i could sell this yeah 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 just trying to make an honest buck <laughs> and for me the happy mask salesman like the pre his presentation in majora's mask oh, is like so memorable mm. like i remember playing that for the first time being fairly young and like it's pretty unsettling like i found it unsettling like yeah it's the, like, well, the, the way they animate the character right because he'll just like rapid shift from like one pose to another yep. and he's the only character that they do in that way and you can see like in the background it's not as though like they're presenting a time jump like we're not cutting ahead to a couple seconds later because you can see like a flame in the background like moving at the same speed mm, or someone right. walking by he's just like very Ooh. like polite and happy yeah. and then like you know he's like totally like distraught and i don't know it's uh he's really cool and like omar was saying like you're saying like the this idea that like there's so much hinted at mm-hmm. but we 
ne- I never need an explanation for what's <laughs> like really going on with happy mask salesmen because yeah. you know like the unknown is so much more interesting than yeah. if they were to like and now let's see him with his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. The origin story. How do you get yeah, the mask? Exactly. How do you get his first mask? How do you yeah. get that mask? Why does he yeah. wear purple? What's up with that Mario <laughs> reference? You're like I actually don't want to know. Right. I like yeah, literally it does d- not matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up about the Happy Mask Salesman, who I do think is fascinating. I don't have him on, on my list. Um, we got an email from um, Jason, and Jason uh, puts forth two other characters from other games. I just want to read his descriptions here and talk about how they relate to the Happy Mask Salesman. Um, <clears throat> he says, first, the, over, the overly enthusiastic, depressed salesman from Skyward Sword. Do you know this guy? His name is Rupin. He tries to sell you stuff in uh, uh, Skyloft, mm-hmm. and he is very invested in Link buying something. Uh-huh. So he, like, you approach the table, and he does this like hands together thing, like the Happy Mask salesman does, and sort of like follows you to each item as you like try to pick it up. And he gets really upset when you don't buy anything. Like he's got hints of the Happy Mask salesman to him. Uh huh. Um, and then uh, Jason's second character, he says, uh, secondly, the moonwalking Mallow Mart salesman from Twilight Princess. Uh, this character's name is Chudley. <laughs> I looked it up. It's um, a great name. The, the surprising switch that happens when the high-class store is taken over by Mallow left me gasping with laughter, he says. So this is the guy who runs the store in, like, uh, the castle town. And Mallow, who's, like, a weird baby character, um, like, takes it over at yep. some point. Um, and so this guy is also got a little bit of like the qualities of the happy mask salesman where he is selling stuff. He's overly enthusiastic, um, but like kind of turns on you on a dime and like, will get kind of like creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. So I think the happy mask salesman, this is a type. This is like the otherworldly merchant type uh-huh. is a pillar in the same, maybe not in the same way that Zelda and Ganondorf are, but like, he is a foundational part of the Zelda mythos, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Beetle kind of falls into that. Mm, like, he's yeah, a little sure. more skittish, but, like, he's the same yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I, I do think that of all of these merchants that we've mentioned so far, that the Happy Mask Salesman is, like, the most prototypical mm. version of that and the most unsettling. Um, so I will support, so far, like, this play. Like, I think we've got an early leader here. I agree. I agree. Also, why is there no Happy Mask Salesman Amiibo? That's one I would actually buy. <gasps> yeah. yeah. I just, and the bigger that it would be, which is like his like giant <laughs> <laughs> like pack of Oh yeah, make it life size. Make it huge. <laughs> uh, sorry, back to Alex's email. Good discussion on the Happy Mask Salesman, guys. Yeah, this um, is great. We're carving out some, carving out some ground here. We are. Uh, so his number four is, is Mallow, the aforementioned weird baby. Right. Um, uh, while the world is ending around him all of, and all of his friends are, were in all these dire circumstances, Mallow decided as an infant to try entrepreneurship. It is funny. It is it weird. It is funny. Uh, it almost crosses the line for me of like, <laughs> it's almost like too weird. Okay. Right. I'm going to like, here's my line in the sand. I, no character from Twilight. I will fight Pr- you. I will fight you. <laughs> no character. You son from, of a bitch. From Twilight Princess. Oh. I. Too, they're like too weird, too grotesque looking. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Hard pass. 
Hard pass for me. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm gay. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no characters. I'm it doesn't always work. <laughs> from it Twilight works a lot, Princess, but it does not always work. Are on this list when they were doing character designs for Twilight, they were just like, I don't know. <laughs> this uh, might be too heteronormative of a design. Guys. <laughs> this might be too heteronormative of a design. Mallow, <laughs> too heteronormative. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mallow thrown out for reasons of heteronormativity. <laughs> Uh, and then <laughs> Alex's last suggestion is Errol, who is Link's sister in uh, Wind Waker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we so rarely actually get a um, like relative character. You that get a grandma around. in Wind Waker as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's and she makes that soup. Mm-hmm. And isn't that where you get your like clothes, like your tunic or whatever? Yeah, but you have to change out of those cool like island pajamas. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forgive her for that. Yeah. <laughs> Making me change Typical grandma. Island. Typical grandma. Get dressed. You'll get cold on the sea. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, Jason, for, for those. Very helpful so far. Um, oh, guys, where do we want to go next here? Um, well, is there anybody else from Majora's Mask that is on anybody's personal list? Omar, do you have anyone from Majora's Mask on... Anyone else besides the uh, mask salesman? I threw Tattle down. Okay, so uh, uh, the helper, the guide yeah. character, yeah. Um, for the reasons of it, kind of ex- Tattle expands the universe. It's also like a nice cheeky uh, name because Tattle's brother, right? Is um, oh, what's Tattle's brother's oh, name? Oh yeah, the other fairy. And like, it's the tail. Tattletail. Yeah. T a e l. Um, so I just like that. So I threw down tattle because also I just like the fact that we got to go from like barking commands to like, oh, a nice wind chime, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the, the second it started, it really is like a hard course correction. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's the ding, and you're like, oh, Listen. Yeah. great, <laughs> great. Uh, okay. I think the way to tackle this now is just. Let's just let's get let's get some uh, short submissions from from listeners here. How about that? Okay, perfect. Um, some so, lightning rounds. Yeah, some light lightning rounds. Uh, Edward puts forth uh, Bolson from mm. Breath of the Wild. This is the builder. Yeah, like this, the is, this is the designer guy. This is the builder designer guy. Um, I was emailing with Edward after he sent us this email, uh, and uh, I in my head mistook Bolson for Hudson, uh, and Hudson is the other one of the builders who like starts Terrytown. And like it's his wedding that you like go to when you like build up his town and all that. Um, But Bolson is cool too. He's got this weird like pink bandana thing and like a fashionable jacket. I mean, Bolson's definitely gay, right? Like even in the game, you're just like this. Oh, he's definitely gay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because he's got uh, like a a dude that works for him who is also definitely gay, right? Like they they they're like finding solace together in in Hyrule. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bolson's like the like the clear eye introduction. For he is. He really, <laughs> he really is. He yeah. does. Yeah. That's probably the best facial hair you'll see in Hyrule, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, again, this could be another list. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I don't the know if we want to. <laughs> I don't know if we want to burn this. But yeah, Bolson's is pretty solid. Uh, Edward also nominates uh, Bonsai from Breath of the Wild, um, or Bozai. Sorry, I inserted an N. This is the dude that's hanging out in the desert who wants to date one of the Gerudo. 
Uh, and if you go up to him uh, dressed in the desert by um, outfit, he like hits on you mm-hmm. um, and gives you the snow boots. It's the only way to get snow boots. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't like this character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- uh, I think that's fair. Not uh, Mary, but thank you for the snow boots. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I will take the snow boots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James offers the great fairy from uh, A Link to the Past. Specifically. Specifically, he says, uh, the one behind the waterfall in A Link to the Past that upgrades your boomerang for free. No one else does that. Try upgrading your boomerang at Walmart or Target for free. They'll just laugh at you. They won't do it. They won't. Um, I like this. I think Great Fairy again is another like pillar of these mm-hmm. games. What What are y'all's favorite Great Fairies in in Zelda's? Breath of the Wild is definitely up there for me. Yeah. Um, how they will like grab you and like pull you into their flower for God knows what. <laughs> I would agree for that reason. Like it's just like such a fun. <laughs> Like Alice in Wonderland, kind of touch. Yeah, yeah. I, I think their animations are really funny. Mm-hmm. Like when they like come out of the like fountain and then they're like leaning against the <laughs> yeah the like edge of it really and everything, showing a lot of cleavage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also again, this is a lot of it is just nostalgia. But uh, the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, great fairy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that is, it's a disturbing sprite. <laughs> It it's is. a di- you with know the, like with the, it's the very the, memorable the polygons like the, the uh-huh. yeah yeah it's, yeah it's very there's a lot of a lot of strange angles there <laughs> yeah, yeah lots yep. of angles yeah again lighting gets better and better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better just, uh, I also like the uh, the dark world fairy in A Link to the Past the one that is like fat do you know what I'm talking about like in in the dark world. There's a, a great fairy in a fountain where it's uh, the fountain where you're uh, just like throwing rupees in forever. And then she upgrades your yes, arrows and bombs. Yes, 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 Um, She's like a fairy, but in the dark world, she's fat. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's one of the really cool things in Breath of the Wild is, you know, there's like all the great fairy fountains. Yeah. And then there's also like that uh, horse Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. yeah. weird like horse god thing yep. that will like resurrect your dead horses. Yes. Like and it, it's you're just like this is so weird and kind of creepy and. Uh, Does anyone have such that, a that great horse game. god thing on 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 your list? No, no neither the, do the, I. But the that's... kelpie sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's so weird. Um, that's cool. All right, next, uh, Isaac puts forth Ravali from Breath of the Wild. Not even my, not even my favorite champion. <laughs> wow, who's your favorite champion? Um, probably the Gerudo one. Uh, yeah, Daruk. Yeah. No, uh, Urbosa. Yes, Urbosa. Um, yeah, I I like all the champions. Um, mm-hmm. and I like Rivali's Gale a lot. Yeah, that was the first one I got super used. <laughs> yeah, flying all over everywhere. I don't know. I like that Rivali's kind of a jerk. Like I I, I think I think this is a good pick. Which is your favorite champion? Oh God! Come back to me. I'm gonna have to think about that. All okay, because right. I don't want to answer wrong. <laughs> that is wise. Uh, Lance uh, says I'm going to choose an NPC from Zelda 2 because it's actually one of my favorite Zelda games, Ooh. Uh, which I first played when I was a kid. I'm going to choose the healing lady from the towns. It's always been such a mystery to me. You go into her house and exit with full house, full uh, health. What happens in there? What is she doing to you? Okay. <laughs> uh, he's not the only person who suggested the healing lady from Zelda 2. Oh, really? Yeah. That's quite the following. 
Um, it's not. I don't think this is one that I can support. She's barely a character. We also had somebody write in, I think on Twitter. Yeah. And we say, will get to some of these Twitter ones. Say like, I am error. Yeah. So we got uh, a submission from uh, Jay Edgar. He wrote, uh, you say there needs to be a discussion about the best Zelda NPC, but let's be honest. There's only one NPC to rule them all. The one whose usefulness and presence reaches far beyond any Zelda game. And it is error who all he does is announce himself as error. Yeah. Uh, I don't, none of the characters in Zelda two are an- character enough <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I, I agree to be on this list. I respect the choice of the healing lady, but it's mm-hmm. not one that I can personally support. Error almost to me. And I don't mean for this to sound rude. I really want to preface that. <laughs> I really want to preface with that. Yes. Um, yes. So, Edgar, please keep that in mind. I kind of feel like error goes on the other side of the spectrum in the best way possible. Where, like, the worst NPC, because it's like a sign being like, this is a sign, and you're just like, that's art, man. Like, you know, like, that's, I feel like error is like modern art in a video game. It's like, I'm error. Like, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Don't change a thing. Changed my life. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hard to call him a character though, I guess is, is, <laughs> yeah. what, is, is what I'm saying. Uh, for artistic merit, 100%. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, I don't know. Uh, so here's an interesting one. Um, Catherine writes, the best Zelda NPC of all time is Salvatore from The Wind Waker. Um, she refers to a video uh, on uh, Pug Hoof Gaming that explains uh, why Salvatore is so cool. Um, so if you are interested in that, look for that. But Salvatore is the guy who runs the... He runs two of the games in... Where is this guy? Sorry, we, we've got pictures here uh, helping us out. Yeah. Uh, he, he runs the sinking ship and barrel shooting games uh, in Wind Waker. Um, and this guy is uh, bored all the time. He's like leaning over. He had dreams of one, uh, one time being a famous painter. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, he is just running these carnival games. But the thing is, once you actually engage him in these carnival games, he gets like these little cardboard cutouts that like, and he becomes these characters and acts them out. And when you're playing the uh, sinking ship game, he's making sound effects. He's going like kaboom, mm-hmm. and, like splash when you when you miss one of them. So like the argument that is made in uh, this pug hoof gaming video and that cat uh, is pulling for here uh, is that he had such lofty dreams and lofty goals, uh, but could not live up to that so he finds and makes art in the crappy job that he had to settle for guys yes cards on the table this is my pick really for the best zelda npc a hundred percent wow he's so relatable <laughs> it's so right like mm-hmm. he's just trying to make some cash so so he can like do the thing that he really loves mm-hmm. uh he's working this like job that he doesn't care that much about just you know to make ends meet all the way, all the way. This is my this is my pick, a hundred percent. He's he's a good pick, Omar. You seem speechless. I hadn't considered, but now I'm thinking about the fact that he's a game dev in a game. That's like really, <laughs> yeah. And and he's trying to bring like drama and action yeah. and like excitement to it any way he can. And again, it's the same thing that we were talking about. Like he's working with the medium he has. Yep. So I mean, he 
may also be if error is like the art that we aspire to <laughs> he is the artist that we aspire right, to. right yeah. right absolutely so i you know obviously i'm a little bit biased because yeah. he's my pick for number one but i think he goes with skull kid oh no sorry happy mask happy salesman, mask salesman. Mm-hmm. oh and i think skull kid too i think with so far these are the the three characters that yes. we have to consider um we should be writing these down <laughs> uh oh, oh Yes, so I'll do that here. So Happy, Mask, Salesman, and Skull Kid uh, also have to go in our final discussion. Um, yeah, uh, and the the thing about uh, Salvatore is that I don't think he is foundational, though, Like, which almost makes him more uh, like precious, right? Oh, yeah, he's in Wind yeah. Waker. I think he shows up in Phantom Hourglass as he well, is, yeah. like uh, doing the same sort of like mini pirate-themed mm-hmm. mini games. Right. Um, but cool pick, great pick. I like it a lot. Uh, next, uh, anonymous Brosif suggests the witch that makes potions in a link to the past and a link between worlds. Ooh, what do we think about the witch? I have I have no strong opinion. Little little thin on the character side. Her uh, daughter, I think, is uh, one of the seven sages in um in uh, Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess makes her a little bit more interesting, uh, but I think for the most part she's like uh, she's like a not super personality shopkeep. Kind right? of a cooler role than a character. If I have to like start splitting hairs, where mm. I'm just like, you do really cool stuff, but in terms of like character, very thin. Stuff, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. I like you a lot, but. <laughs> We're in the war room, so yeah. I think <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> uh, and I think, I think for all of these characters, we uh, put them up against, say, the merchant from Resident Evil 4, and we say better or worse. And if worse, then they shouldn't be included. Right. Buying or selling. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you buy? I'll buy it at a high price. <laughs> uh, so the, the witch from uh, those games, we're going to say, probably does not make it into uh, our, our, final, our final go here. <clears throat> Nicholas says, this one is so obvious to me, it's not even funny. There are so many great characters, or there are many great characters you build friendships or rivalries with in Legend of Zelda, but maybe the best character in the whole series is Hilda from A Link Between Worlds. Do I need to continue? Is what he says. (laughs) I would say maybe a little bit more explanation of why Hilda is the best character would be nice. Um, I mean, remind me which one Hilda is. (laughs) Sure. Hilda is the low rule Zelda. Oh right! Yes. yes. So okay, there, there's high rule and low rule. Right. And for every for the three main characters in high rule, there are low rule counterpoints, and Zelda's is uh, Hilda. Of course, that's and, right. Uh, there's like a Bioshock type twist at the end. That's right, because yeah. it turns out that she has sent you on this quest to uh, get the Triforce so that she can restore her own kingdom at the expense yep. of yours. Um, so she is both like the heroine and villain of the game, which is interesting. I think it makes the game more interesting. Um, but I think, and this is uh, reveals one of mine, uh, one of my uh, favorites is I like Ravio, the salesman. So mm-hmm. like continuing in the same, the salesman slash link analog in low rule uh, for from that same game, uh, Link Between Worlds. Uh, as my favorite NPC. Um, someone else put him forth as theirs, so I'm going to read. What is, it, is, what, it is, what is it about the merchants? 
<laughs> I don't know. The merchants are interesting, right? And is it because like Nintendo also finds them interesting and is like so because a lot of them have the most personality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're art. They're travelers. They a lot of Zelda stuff uh, is like artifacts and like it's tangential mm-hmm. story or, or not tangential. Sorry, like tangible. Yeah, you hold things and, and move things. And a lot and of them are like collectors. Like they're yeah. obsessive about like very specific things. Like well, yeah, they, they have the, a lot of the most like specific characterizations. And yeah, like the strongest personalities. We were talking again last week about uh, Link's Awakening. And you can steal from that merchant, and then when you get back into his uh, shop later, he kills you. <laughs> yep. He's he's like, you won't steal from me again, and thief. He zaps you with like lightning. Yeah. So like, all of the merchants have like some kind of personality, which like they totally don't need. How many Final Fantasy games have I played where it's just like <laughs> a dude behind a counter? Like, yep. who cares? Um, but Ravio, uh, going back to Link Between Worlds, um. He shows up in Hyrule and just takes over your house. <laughs> it's like a total baller move. He just sets up shop there yep. and uh, abandons his own house in Low Rule, which when you do encounter it, it is just listed as like empty house or something like that. <laughs> you don't even know that it's his that he left behind. Um, but so uh, Dustin, um, who wrote in with a whole bracket um, for uh, oh, yeah, si- 16 characters that he pitted against each other in uh, f- uh, four different categories, villains, partners, sages, and other. Um, he had Ravio in the other category, uh, and Ravio goes on to win it all. Um, wow. <clears throat> he says, uh, I love a good redemption story, so it just feels right to have him defeat Ganondorf in the finals. Oh, I guess his, his finals were uh, Ganondorf v. Ravio. Uh, so he likes a good redemption story, which he was referring to his bracket. <laughs> um, he says, also claiming squatters' rights on the house, then convincing the rightful owner to continuously pay you for the privilege of using the weapons uh, that you know will solve the problem uh, is a pretty baller move. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to put forth that Ravio, while being uh, a one-time character, is both the merchant type and the link type and should belong uh, in our final consideration. Yeah. Yeah, throw them. Yeah. Throw them in. Um, I think that's it's everything. It's getting heated up. It's, yeah, it's getting heated up. We've got four serious contenders at the moment. Um, yes, I think that's what we can use from Dustin's. And what we can use from... Oh, uh, so ba- back to uh, Hilda, we think probably not. We like Hilda, but we don't love her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had that rule of like proxy characters, right? Well, were we, we adhering to that? I forget. Uh, I don't know. It was half an hour <laughs> well, ago. <laughs> you know, she's like the Wario version of Zelda. Right. And we said no Zeldas. Yeah. So right. I mean, fare thee well, Hilda. I mean, one, <laughs> one of the building blocks of this is no links, obviously. Yeah. And like, is Ravio kind of a link? Yeah. <laughs> So, but we like him. We yeah. like him. We like him. And <laughs> so we're bending the rules. Well, and also we are drawn to this merchant character. That's right. I think yeah. I think we may end up going with the happy mask salesman. We may have hit on it early. I'm upset. Stay tuned <laughs> in. I'm Look, upset. I when we are going to fight it out still. We are not done. We've got a lot more to go through. Um got sort of a lengthy email here from Emma. Shall we dig in? She's got she's got an interesting pick. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. Uh, first, uh, Emma prefaces by saying, before I begin, I just want to point out that I was the very first listener to borrow Patrick's copy of Sonic Forces. 
I'm not saying this should give my specific choice of MPC greater weight in your final decision, but then again, it's clear that I'm a true trailblazer in the forest of this podcast fan base. That's a fair okay. point. Fair point. We're gonna ha- we are going to weight things in Emma's favor. That's a plus three modifier. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So if you could just roll. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> she says the best NPC from a Zelda game is none other than Maggie. Maggie who, she says? <clears throat> Well, I'll enlighten you. This NPC makes a few appearances throughout your journey in Wind Waker. To begin with, she is tragically part of the group of girls kidnapped by Ganon, along with your, uh, with your in-game sister, Errol. It's not until later in the game, after you rescue the girls from the Forsaken Fortress, that her story truly begins, uh, truly comes to the forefront. <clears throat> after being rescued, she resides in the lavish, lavish mansion on Windfall Island. Her prison rags and lank hair are swapped for a royal purple dress and ringlet curls. When you speak to her, though, something very bizarre, even for a Zelda game, comes to light. She asks Link, she asks Link for a favor. Send a letter to her lover that she met on the Forsaken Fortress. Her father doesn't approve of the match, hence the need to involve Link in the affair. So, who is the lucky man who gets the letter, you ask? Well, his name is Mo, and he's not a man at all. He's a moblin. <laughs> yes, a literal horned pig-like monster who works for Ganon, the force of evil incarnate. Suddenly, I was on her father's side. Link, always non-judgmental, delivers the letter. When Maggie receives the barely legible reply, she says, <laughs> she says Moa sent her a wedding proposal. She is delighted and says that she's going to set sail for this forsaken fortress the next day. However, she never actually leaves because she knows she could never abandon her father. Anyway, Maggie is my favorite choice for NPC because her story is equal parts fascinating and horrifying. Seriously, I'd rather have played a game from her perspective to see how that relationship with Moe the Moblin could possibly have blossomed while she was being held captive. Emma, that is solid. That's a great it's argument. awesome, right? Yeah. I feel like we've got to include Maggie in our list, and not just because Emma was the first person who borrowed my copy of Sonic Forces. No, but... <laughs> It just shows that good things happen to people who borrow your copy yep. of Sonic Forces. That's and where right. would they send their mailing address, Patrick? You can send your mailing address to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com, and I'll put you on the list of people who get my copy of Sonic Forces. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a grim tale right there. It like, all is a own. grim tale. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, uh, yeah. I, I also just love, like uh, Emma was saying, that Maggie doesn't end up leaving. Yeah. Yes. That poor Moblin. <laughs> Mo? <laughs> Mo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Maggie's father got a point. I don't... Uh, moblins, they're a- animals? Am I sounding racist? <laughs> they're animals, right? Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Yeah. Omar and I are agreeing you are sounding racist. Yeah, yeah, that was the... Yeah, that's what Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean, they're animals. <laughs> yeah, they're... <laughs> Uh, Maggie's a great, a great pick. It's a great pick. Thank you, Emma. Um, Martin writes in, uh, and, uh, Martin actually wrote us uh, immediately after our, um, RPG episode saying that he, uh, uh, he regretted not writing in to contribute to that list. He likened it to, um, sitting out the, uh, 2016 election or the Brexit vote. (laughs) He he said, I, now I understand what those people are going through. Um, he says, uh, to exercise my democratic right, I propose Tingle. I'm so glad that someone's bringing Tingle up. Tingle's yep. on my list. Tingle's, Tingle's on your on list. Yeah. list. I mean, he, uh, in my opinion, he's a little bit of a gimme. 
in like not the way that Link, Zelda, and um, like Ganon are, but in the way that you're like, oh yeah, Tingle is obviously the best NPC that's coming out of Zelda. <laughs> He's like, you know, like, uh, dude is great. Tingle's nuts. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I like him as much. Um, I think he's interesting. I love that they keep putting him in these games yep. and just being like, no, it's Tingle. Tingle's there. <laughs> like there are, we, We're talking about like types of other characters that show up repeatedly, but Tingle is just Tingle. <laughs> he's like a 37-year-old man who wants to be a fairy. Yep. Right? I'm laughing just, th- just uh, <laughs> thinking like about looking, in- looking at his picture. Reincarnate or something, according <laughs> to Tingle. Yeah, and has like a balloon that like... He uh he yeah. draws maps from right like right. he's like a cartographer or something. Uh huh. Well, and I I love I cannot express how much I love that like people there are some people who hate oh Tingle <laughs> loathe like, him yes. loathe him and that makes me love the fact that Nintendo's like we're making spinoff games about it right him. you know like all like I wish, all yeah, the more uh, I wish we had those games in the states <laughs> like because they they just bring them out in Japan they're like we're not even gonna market won't maybe they do like a Kirby you know like in Japan he has happy like brows right and in, uh, America he has like uh intense brows like <laughs> yeah. they do something with like that with tingle exactly yeah I give him a bazooka <laughs> uh I, one of my favorite things about Tingle, unless I'm mistaken, I believe Tingle's father is disappointed with Tingle's <laughs> life choices. And that, to me, is like breaks out of the game and is just like yes. a, a strike of reality. And I love that. And I also love that Tingle doesn't like flinch. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh. stop doing this. And Nico's like, no, I'm going to go draw some maps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to draw some maps. I'm going to dance around, and they're going to be bells when yeah. I do it. Yeah. There are no bells on my person. It's in my butt or something. <laughs> Tingle's a magical man. I'll put him on our, our, yes. our final list here of uh, potential best NPCs. Um, okay. Uh, let's tackle Chandler's document here. This is like a... Um, His opus. Yes. Chandler put in some real work. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've got... You're he, still flipping through. I'm still flipping through. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a 15-page document with, with pictures. Um, when Chandler gets to... The the end he has a top six, so we're gonna we're gonna blow through these top six real Great. quick. Um, his number one I think is an interesting point of conversation. He writes, "Torge, yep, Torge, hold on, Torge Amundsen, who is the speedrunner who holds the world record for Ocarina of Time." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he says uh, he he basically played a game of cutscenes and backflips that's creating your own character in a game with no character creation. Uh, before you argue that he's not an NPC, talk to Westworld. We can't play Torge's T. And for me, that that makes him his own character. He broke the game, so now he gets to break my list. Sorry, not sorry. Great. I think <laughs> I think that's good for your list, Chandler. But it's not going to break our list. I don't think. Um. His number, uh, so that, that's his number zero, I think, sort of a, uh, he knows that it's a broken entry. I uh, appreciate the sci-fi philosophy discussion that comes <laughs> out of that. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Can there be a character who is not actually in a Zelda game who could be our best NPC in a Zelda game? Wow. I mean, are we, are, aren't we all the best Zelda NPC? Whoa. Whoa. We're not. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Tingle's better than all of us. <laughs> are you Tingle? No? Then no. <laughs> Uh, I think we are all tingle. 
<laughs> I think you backed out from that one too quick. Uh, so Chan- Chandler's picks are uh, Linkle, the female version of Link from yep. Hyrule uh, Warriors, the Skull Kid. Great. Um, the King Zora in his many uh, appearances, in particular the Ocarina of Time one that like slowly inches his way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yes. <laughs> Fat fish scoot. It takes him so long to do it. <laughs> it takes him so long. Um, Japas, the uh, the Zora like guitar guy from uh, Majora's Mask. Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, Twilight Tweely Midna, the version of Midna that is when she like takes on her human form at the end. Of yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, Twilight Princess Twilight is Princess. off the table. I so. will fight that because I do think that Midna is an awesome character. I like Minda. Minda's on my list. Minda's on my list as well. Minda goes on our final consideration <laughs> list. That's fine. Because um, <laughs> you have this she, ace up your sleeve, you're like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she might. Mark. <laughs> I actually like Twilight Princess, like as a game. <laughs> yeah, you're I, I like down it. Not real, yeah, real I like hard it fine. It. But it, uh, in Minda, I, is actually a really great character, just like uh, Mallow and stuff like that. Mm. I find um, uncomfortable. Well, and I I also find uh, Midna's design to be a little bit uncomfortable in that, like, she is both, like, impish and, like, uh, she's got this, like, fertility goddess sort of, like, pear shape to her. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I don't know. There there are very few times in the history of the Zelda series that I have felt, like, genuine concern for a character. Mm -hmm. And the part in Twilight Princess where you are Wolf and she is, like, dying. Yeah. And you're just, like, running through Hyrule Field just like hoping against hope that you're gonna find a way to save her um is like I, I gave myself goosebumps just now. Yep. Like I that's that's it's one of the times that like I actually feel the narrative weight of the Zelda series. Um so yeah, I don't know. I I, I like Midna a lot. I like her way more in her like impish form than in the sort of like lady ladylike form. Maybe because Mark's gay. <laughs> you can't use that. Can't. That's appropriation. <laughs> I sound racist. And then I... <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, uh, and then we, we did have one uh, Twitter thread that we needed to respond to from at SuperGameJoy, um, who prefaces his list by saying that he's got, um, he's got five responses, but some of them are... Uh, characters or races that are like different iterations okay. throughout the series, which we've sort of encountered here with like the, the merchant type, for right. example. Um, his first uh, is the Leviathan. So whether it is ah. the windfish from Link's Awakening or those giant skeletons that uh, populate um, Breath of the Wild, or even there are Levi- you know, flying whale characters in uh, Skyward Sword. Um, so that's one that he puts forth. Uh, I back that specifically the windfish is on my list. Okay. Uh, and part of the reason that the windfish is on my list is that the entirety of Koholint Island is being dreamed by the windfish, which means if you like any character in Link's Awakening, you like the windfish because he is dreaming all of those personalities. So this is a cheat answer as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but that's, I, I like the windfish. I also like the windfish because it's so weird. Yeah. Yes. It's I, just like an enormous like whale with itty bitty wings <laughs> that's like asleep in an egg. <laughs> like, cool. I'm 100% on board. Yeah. 
I'm a hundred percent on board. Yeah, I'll put a chip in for that too. Mm-hmm. All right, let's put let's put the windfish in our uh, possible final list, which is now up to one, two, three, four, five, six, like eight characters. We're never gonna finish this. We guys. whittle down. We whittle <laughs> down. It's true. It's true. Uh, the next submission here is the healing lady. Sorry, Zelda two, not gonna cut it. <laughs> and if it is, it's gonna be error, right? <laughs> I, I am error. Uh, thir- third submission from at Super Game Joy is the Skull Kid. Yes. Um, we yes. Uh, he he says of the Skull uh, Skull Kid, um, the devilishly uh, mus- music magical Skull Skull children, uh, children fallen prey to the lost woods, morphed into imps, mischievous devils. Uh, they dance and all that good stuff. It's all it's, it, the argument makes itself. Yep. Uh. Next on his list, the flute boy in A Link to the Past. This is a sad story. Oh, yeah. He's a little boy who plays the flute in one world, and then he loses the flute and turns into, like, a goblin that then also turns into a tree, right? And, like, his father mourns him. Yeah. Mark, you're making a little bit of a face here. Well, when you're explaining it, uh, it's just like, is this sad or is it confusing? <laughs> yeah, I was confusing myself because he turns into two separate things. He's a boy who turns into an animal monster who turns into a tree. So maybe it is too confusing. It is sad. It is. Oh, for but sure. It's, <laughs> but it's also awesome because so like like from the outside, you're like, listen, I. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, super sorry about yeah. your son. Like, for sure, but also, that's boss. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then at Super Game Joy's uh, last submission is uh, Zelda herself, Her Majesty, Princess of Light, Princess of Destiny, Princess of Hyrule, Spirit Maiden, Goddess, which uh, would be all well and good if she had not been eliminated from this process yeah. early on. But something to keep in mind for are all the Zeldas. Are all the Zeldas? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he just put forth the concept of Zelda. <laughs> and it's not, a good concept. Specific. Yeah. It's a good concept. No, probably, probably gonna win the bracket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Zelda will win our best Zelda. <laughs> it's just how ontology works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We are out of listener submissions wow. now. Now it is down to just the three of us. So does every who? Yeah, you do. You have some remaining. I, Omar, do you have some remaining? Yeah, Omar, do you have any remaining that we haven't touched on yet? I I'm gonna throw two out there. Okay, uh, but we can burn them because I do feel like I've created a different criteria now in my head, or a sort of different mm. way to approach it. Yeah, uh, which I'll tell you guys right now is sort of like the overall influencer presence. Oh, okay. In the franchise. Okay. Um, so that's like uh, something I'm considering. So I I had originally written down old man because I feel like oh, that's just the, the most imp- like recognizable NPC and just the, the it's dangerous to go alone. Take exactly. This man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That I was also considering putting that old man on my list too. I won't go to bat for it now. Yeah. Uh, because you're right. He is like foundational. And, like, you know what that is. Yeah, it's so funny that, like, you know, and I think in some of the first or some of, like, the footage we started seeing at, like, E3 before Breath of the Wild's release, you know, you get out of the cave and you encounter an old man and everybody's just like, it's an old man. Like, that means anything (laughs) outside of of the Zelda context. 
<laughs> yeah, and they refuse to be like it's the same. They're just like that's an old man. Yeah. It's just an old man. Um, but now I'm starting to think like if someone was like, uh, you know, do you want to write like a like a a spinoff comic book series? About any about NPC. the old man. Do you want to write about the old man? You'd be like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, you not know, really. You don't want to find out how he became old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the first scene. time he got old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. Let me tell you a tale. And then the other one I was going to go a little bit to bat for, and I still might, depending on how things play out, <laughs> the chickens. Okay. Interesting. The the cuckoos. Yep. Right? The cuckoos. Um, so the cuckoos appeared on... Uh, Chandler's list of uh, a ton of characters yeah, because right. they are in all of these games. Exactly. Um, I'm going to put them on our list of all like, right. final to, okay, to, to all right. Um, and they can fight for you if you if you play your cards right. Right, but more than likely you're going to accidentally hit one of them <laughs> once. <laughs> and and it's going to freak out and you're like, I'm, I'm going to show that chicken who's boss and then you'll be swarmed by them. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a roll of the dice. <laughs> Do you remember the first time that you uh, did that or heard about it or like saw it happen to someone where they're like attacking the chicken too many times? And then they're just swarmed by chickens. I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, for, for me, it was in uh, Link to the Past. Like, the, I think the first time uh-huh. that, that, that they appear. Um, and just, like, having my mind blown by, like, <laughs> there's just that, like, little extra element of, like, cartoon reality. Yeah. Where it's, like, if you beat up the chickens enough, they will fight back. Yeah. It's just so weird. It honestly is more real to me than, like, GTA. <laughs> where I'm just, like, oh, jeez. Like, I think it's, like, playing Ocarina of Time, and I was just, like, oh, okay, I really gotta... <laughs> well, and then the other thing I love that they do in Ocarina of Time is, like, there are so- puzzles that, like, require you to yes. use the chickens. Mm-hmm. So, like, pick up the chickens. Right. Use the chickens to float. (laughs) Fly a little bit. Yeah. It's nonsense. If companion cubes are like an essential part of Portal, I think I'm going to go to bat for these chickens. I I think that's great. I think that's a wonderful (laughs) inclusion, Omar. Interesting that chickens make it. Epona, not on anybody's (laughs) list. Uh, Yes, I think Epona was in one of these, like, not made it to the final brackets uh, submissions. But, yeah, it's I like Epona. It's another Mm. Zelda. You're just like, oh, yeah, it's a pretty horse. Yeah. (laughs) No, like that's that's yeah, nice. Yeah, that's right. it's nice. Yeah. It's very nice. I'm yeah. glad it exists. Nothing but love. <laughs> Nothing but love. Yeah, I just don't feel <laughs> passionately about it. Maybe it's because I'm gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I have. Uh, what well, did, did you that's have? That's it. I'm maxed anyway, out okay. now. Um, so I had two more that we did not bring up, and these are just characters that I like. So mm-hmm. I won't really go to bat for them as, uh, you know, best necessarily in in our final conversation here. But uh, Prince Sidon from Breath of the Wild. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's my favorite, like, living character in Breath of the Wild. Um, you know, we, the champions are all cool, but, like, here's this, like, super confident, uh, like, charismatic prince of the fish people who, like, just wants to hang out with Link and, like, likes Link. Yeah. And he's got that smile. I like Sidon a lot. Um, and then uh, also Linebeck from the Phantom Hourglass. He is the captain of the ship that you like uh, sail around the world. I guess it's not sail because it's like a steam-powered boat or something. Um, he's a little bit of like a Han Solo type, um, but like has a very good reputation around the world uh. as being like this adventurer that people look up to. Um, but of course, he's a total coward and like cowers all the time and and uh, all this stuff. Uh, but he helps Link uh, uh, around, uh, you know, through through his journey, and um, you know, gets into a position where he's going to get a wish. At the end of their at the end of their journey, and everyone ex- Link expects that he's going to be wishing for like riches or whatever, um, 
But the only thing that he wishes for is to replace the boat of his that sinks on the on your journey yep. together. So I don't know. I it's he's he's a like a roguish character who's actually cowardly and a selfish character who's actually like kind of giving and nice. Uh, so I like Linebeck, but I'm not going to go to bat for him uh, in the uh, pantheon that we have before us. Requires a shout out though. Requires, Requires a shout out. Def shout out. Big yeah. ups. <laughs> yeah, the biggest. So before we get to this top nine, yes, Omar, and no pressure if you haven't had a chance to think about it yet. Favorite guardian. Mm. We can come back to. Yeah, come yeah, back. Okay. To me. All right. Uh, and just oh, just to review, Ravali, Barbosa, Daruk, and Mifa. Guardians. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. T- Top okay. okay, so top nine. Right. Uh that that's what we got. Top I think nine so. Here. Uh okay, so the candidates for top nine are Salvatore from the Wind Waker, the Happy Mask Salesman, mm-hmm. Skull Kid, Ravio, Maggie, Tingle, just the concept of cuckoos, mm-hmm. <laughs> Midna, and the Windfish. So immediately yeah, I'm gonna say we have to choose between Happy Mask Salesman or Skull Kid. I think that's a nightmare yes. decision. That is a nightmare. I decision. don't think both can proceed. Personally, I mean, I th- I do think you're uh, well. They, it could come down to the two of them, like for the title. But I think you're right. Yeah, let's, let's weed one out now. Regardless, one of them will have to be eliminated. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Might as well just rip that bandit off now. Right. Okay. So, what do we think? Skull Kid has obviously got a lot of representation among our listeners, and I think we all like the Skull Kid. Yeah, I like the Skull Kid. My vote would be for Happy Mask Salesman. I think I would lean that way as well, um, if for no other reason that he is more unsettling than the Skull Kid and more foundational. I'm going to go Happy Mask Salesman as well. Okay, so... This is heartbreaking, but we are now pulling the Skull Kid, the wearer of Majora's Mask, off of our list. Yeah. Top nine. He's a champion. Yeah, it's true. Because we're such fans, we don't want to drag that on. That's, <laughs> That's why. That's true. That's true. Like, everyone of... else will just, like, you know, go on a few more dates. But Skull Kid, we're like, no, please. <laughs> you just, we want to stay friends. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a happy retirement for Skull Kid. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, li- yeah. I like I like the thought of him living happily, happily, happily. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Um, I think next we should we should pit the concept of the cuckoo against the windfish because <gasps> you're they, right because they're both like sort of soft characters. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, they're almost more just like concepts that we like. Or do we pull them both out? Pull them both. Like out. neither. I mean, let's. Let's be honest with ourselves. Yes. Neither is going to be the top. I have a reason why, even though I said I'd go to bat for them, I do have an argument yes. to make it easier for us oh, please, to pull please. the chickens out. Yeah. It's, uh, I know it's NPCs, but the chickens all exist as like a unit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I do feel like that uh, if we were, we, we get into dangerous waters. Where we either say we're changing the rules, but that also homogenizes all of them as individuals. Yes. And uh-huh. the thing I like is that the chickens are aware in the game and are making their own decisions. But we can't because we can't identify one specific one. I don't want to be like, 
that would be like saying like the village. Yes. To me. Well, and, so. and to to that same sort of point, the windfish with the sort of like plurality of personality that yeah. I put on them, um, kind of falls into the the same category. It has to be eliminated for the same reason that there are multiple points of personage here that yes. we're trying to consider as one and are therefore both disqualified. Yeah. So they get into the final nine. They are not eliminated so much as they are disqualified. This is the best reason to be disqualified from the list. Is what you we want to celebrate your uniqueness. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh okay, that leaves us with Salvatore, the happy mask salesman, Ravio, Maggie, Tingle, and Midna. I you're not gonna believe this because I I I really like Minna so much. I think Minna's like such a cool like Gaiman esque character. Yes. Uh, and I say that now realizing I think that Minna is probably cooler than a lot of Neil Gaiman characters. <laughs> um, but, but she has she has that kind of quality to her too, where like there's um the like darkness feels more earned. Yeah. Uh, coming from her and like she's a she's an outcast from this. Uh, you know dark dimension society yeah. of people that like are just gone yes like you know she is uh and actually kind of shares this with uh ravio mm-hmm. um that they're both like um creatures out of the like time and space that they belong in yes but because of that i'm wondering if that's a possible elimination logic because it's technically like an accent into the world versus like a proper representation oh that's interesting that Which is tough because I think that character is so cool. I think mean, it's so cool when you when yeah when you're just like riding around as a wolf and stuff. I'm like this is really awesome. Yeah, and she's got that like stone mask thing that's yeah. like mm-hmm. that ends up being part of the like artifact that you've been assembling the mm-hmm. whole time. Which is super cool too. And she's got that little snaggly tooth. Yeah, I like Midna so much. <laughs> Mark, we... what do, Mark, what do you what do you what are you thinking here? I know you're not Let... the biggest. Uh, Midna fan. Let, let's return to Midna. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because so, I don't think we're ready to say goodbye just yet. Yes. I think that I think that's probably right. Uh, well, brought up in that same breath, Ravio. Now, do we pit Ravio and Happy Mask Salesman against each other because <laughs> they're they similar types? Merchants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that's yeah. the right thing to do. No, I'm just I think saying, like I think you're gonna have to at some point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let let's do it right now. Happy Mask Salesman v Ravio. So Happy Mask Salesman is creepier. Yes. Um, which I love is that that's a selling point for us. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. On the plus side, Happy Mask Salesman is very creepy. <laughs> yeah, real disturbing. <laughs> On the plus side, I'm uncomfortable now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I guess what uh, I think maybe what we would need to do is make an argument in Ravio's favor over Happy Mask. Because right now, for me, I'm putting the mask salesman over Ravio. Um, but how, how are you guys feeling? Yeah, I mean, uh, Ravio was not on my personal list. Same. All right. So, you know, so like I don't feel as strongly. I think he's a great character. We don't have to keep saying that for every character that we eliminate. We're <laughs> not hurting their feelings. That's right. We know that they're great. They're in the top nine. I like that we're like in like a casting session. <laughs> yeah. We're like, you know, you don't. He'll he'll it, find something else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you were fantastic. You're just not right for this part. Yeah. It's just because it, this franchise is going to go for seven years, and we just think that it might you might be in a different place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my boy Ravio, who pulling oh, him off, this pulling him off tough. the list. Wow. So let's. We are down to Salvatore, the happy mask salesman, Maggie, Tingle, Midna. 
rarefied air here. I think we need to do a three-way brawl out between Salvatore, Maggie, and Tingle. These are sort of yes. the uh, MVPs from Wind Waker. This, oh uh, yeah, that's fair. That is that's fair. So Maggie, I feel okay retiring at this point mm-hmm. because, uh, again, Emma nailed it. Yeah, but it w- she wasn't on anybody. Uh, none of our radars, yeah. right? Like Maggie was not on our radars. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know that I ever did that little side quest of getting uh, the letters back and forth between uh, Maggie and Mo. Mm. Um, so I, I don't even think I was aware of this story until Emma brought it to my attention. But I, I think I will agree with you that if this is a list that we are presenting, it's not even a list; it's one character. <laughs> <laughs> if this is, uh, we're going to make a definitive statement. I think. Maggie's a great choice, but not the choice. Not the choice. Omar, I need you, I, to, s- I need you to sign off on this or, or fight I it. I agree, and I will say, but Maggie falls into the, if you were to pitch a spinoff comic, Maggie would get one. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tons of storytelling yeah. potential I mean, there. Maggie and Mo, that's just great in and <laughs> of itself. Huge. Oh, my God. That's huge. Maybe we keep her on the list? <laughs> okay, Ma- Maggie's gone, which yeah. means now we have to decide between Salvatore and Tingle. So Salvatore is my, like, my pick. Right. I he's, still... He's your number one. Like, when Salvatore goes, if he goes, <laughs> it, th- it, this one's going to sting a little bit. I'll say Tingle feels a little bit like a Pikmin <laughs> influence. <laughs> And is kind of again. I I <laughs> agree with you, but I don't know why. <laughs> I can't quite place it, right? But I I I think also Tingle might fall into the thing of like an accent character, mm. where I would be okay pulling Tingle out of the list and saying like I love Tingle. If I see Tingle cosplay, I get excited. Right. Any Smash Bros. nod to Tingle, I'm like excellent, wonderful. Um, but I do think that um, Tingle is still an accent character in that way. Uh, I I will, I will agree, and it se- it feels to me like the world that he is of that you know he's if he's an alien in the world that he's in that the world that he is of is our world, right? Yes. He's he's from Earth Prime. Yep. Um, and so I think in in, in the same way that uh, Ravio. And uh, well, that Ravio is a, a an interloper. That so so too is Tingle. And I will also say, let's take him off. Salvatore is very obviously of the world of Wind Waker. Yes. Okay. And if we were to disqualify Tingle on a technicality, while you cannot play as him in a Zelda game <sighs> proper, then you are games. able to play as Tingle. Tingle's got games. Ting- Tingle's, Tingle's got, got games. games. Yeah, he's, he's got doing games. fine. Yeah, guys, guys. he has his own spinoff series. Tingle's got games. <laughs> Tingle's got games. <laughs> The uh, Joey of this Zelda <laughs> <laughs> <of the> verse. <laughs> that leaves us with three th- 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 top three characters here, right? Wow. Top three uh, are Salvatore from yeah. The Wind Waker, the Happy Mask Salesman from Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and Midna from The Twilight Princess. These are these three? are great characters. Wow! Like combined, I feel like you get a great sense of this universe. Absolutely, with those three. So weird, so dark. Yep. Uh, 
like such a spirit of like high adventure, but like also a twist on it too. Yes. And now we have to cut two Damn. of them as not good enough. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. I mean, obviously, I I mean third place is strong for Minna guys. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on a minute. <laughs> I know that you and Kat made strong arguments for uh, Salvatore. Uh, I would, here's, here's what I'm going to suggest. We'll see if we can find peace in this, uh, in, in this suggestion. Midna and Salvatore come off the list simultaneously. Leaving us only with the happy mask salesman. That's interesting because I was going to propose that we remove the happy mask salesman and we're left with like a top two that we then have to determine. I I think now that we are in the top three that we just need to pit these three against each other. Uh, otherwise, I don't, I don't know how any of the matchups are fair. Let me... Yeah, let me remind all of us yes. of a discussion we had earlier. Yes. God, this is so tense. I know. It's look, we're <laughs> we will all love each other when this yeah. is over. We're at the part of the it just hon- doesn't yeah. feel that way right now. I know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oof. Uh. Okay. Well, how are you feeling, Omar? Yeah. About like uh, the three that we have left, and are you leaning towards cutting one over another one? To me, they're so okay. They're equally balanced in terms of tone and what they bring to this world and what they represent. There's the storyteller, there's sort of the sprite figure, and then there's the merchant. Those are all incredibly yeah. crucial parts of the Zeldaverse. I will say, we did make a big deal about how merchants were a huge thing in Zelda. And I don't know if merchants are as big in anything else like even including resident evil <laughs> even in resident even evil in 4. resident yeah even in resident evil 4 <laughs> the epoch of gaming where <laughs> we just went downhill from there right um the i in my mind the fact that it is like artifacts being sold and it's masks which is a huge thing and there's transformative qualities right it ties into link's musical magic that's like a good center part, whereas like a s- injured magical being from another realm is huge, but there's a handful of those that you could say like are also. That's so interesting. Like it, 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 t- it took us talking about it to like for me to realize that, you know, magical orphan from like another universe mm-hmm. is like part of this franchise. Yeah. That, like that's a trope that we see over and over again. Yeah. Like spat out of a realm. Yeah. And- has to <sighs> last son of a dying world. It's just Superman. <laughs> uh, okay. Here's something we could do. We could count a three it and say at the count of three, we all say who we think should be of, of our final three. I, we can't do that with three because in theory, we could all say a different one, and that leaves us at square one. We have that's fine. That's just we, where I, we are now. No, no, no. I that's think, just where we are now. I think we have to eliminate one, then we have two, and then oh, we can one, two, three. And then no matter it, what, and then no matter I, what, Mark, we will I have don't, our answer. I, 
Hey, we knew this was going to be painful, Patrick. So we can't so chicken what, out. What do you propose? Who do you propose we eliminate? Midna is your choice. Yes. No, I said before. I think we eliminate happy mask salesmen. I think that's insane. And top three is great, and I think the reason we do it <laughs> is, is so that you can squeeze out <laughs> Salvatore. I know your game, Mark. <laughs> Fine. I I think we need to go one on one on one. No. All three of them. Let me da- let me lay myself down on the tracks so we can proceed. Throw yourself down on the spirit tracks. Sal- I'm okay cutting Salvatore. Top three is solid. It's a g- yeah, okay. yeah, yes. Interesting. And he's on. He was on my list, mm-hmm. and he was on Cat's list, but he wasn't on either of your guys. That's There's less true. consensus, so I think that I I I think that makes the most sense. Bold. Salvatore's off the list. Man, made a huge mark in this in this episode. Made yeah. huge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Guys, we're down to just two, the Happy Mask Salesman and Midna. We've gone dark. <laughs> we got some dark characters here. Um, is there anything more we need to say about these characters, or does it simply come down to a gut feeling and what we say right now in this moment? Is this is it? the vote. I think this is the vote. I think... Yeah. Okay, so I'll count down three, two, one, and then after one, we all say who we think should be the best Zelda NPC of all time. And not only, look, it's not who we think, it's the answer. It's the right? answer. Yep. Okay. Three, two, one. Happy Midna Mask salesman. salesman. It's the Happy Mask Salesman <laughs> takes it. No argument from me, even though I said Midna. Happy Mask Salesman, guys, how do you feel about that? I think we made the right choice. Yes. Yeah. I really do. I feel relief yeah. to know that we nailed it as hard as we did. I Okay, you know what? Here's where I think we landed. Yeah. I think that uh, m- the Happy Mask Salesman highlights that you are playing as a s- mostly removed, not mostly removed, but like, an, like a magic adjacent character in a bigger world. Yes. And... That's it is a world so that you will never be able to understand. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, Min is so cool because, like, that is, like, a portal into that world. But also, she's, mm, like, is yes. in that world. So it's, like, a great number two because you're, like, that is, like, you get to it. But the Happy Mask Salesman is that feeling where you're just, like, what is th- it's like that sensation of confusion yeah. and he's like sort mystery. Of, he's the realization that you, the world you're in is magical. Exactly. Like, he's the gateway. I Minna, mean, I feel like, is everything else. Yes. Um, so I, I do feel like happy mask salesman and and not just the happy mask salesman being, but also the bag, the mask, yes, the whole look of it, the whole thing Mm -hmm. of it. And, and also just like having that sort of, uh, personage, that person, that obsessive personality and like the posture carrying over into other merchants and other games. Like he's it. He's the real deal. I think we did it guys. I think think we did. I really do. Omar, thank you so much for helping us oh, determine man. this definitively. How do you feel? Great. Thanks for letting me be a Monopoly dad. <laughs> <laughs> this was hard. I'm it's, sweating. I'm legitimately well, it's sweating. it's hot in here, too. It's also warm. It's also warm. We've but. turned up the pressure like a uh, pressure cooker. <laughs> <laughs> Aptly named. Omar, anything that you would like to plug? Um, if you enjoy adventures and magic and stuff to do with artifacts and other worlds and ancient civilizations trying to take back uh, the land, check out Thank You for Questing. It should be available anywhere that podcasts are available. Kelly is one of the main players, Kelly Nugent, so you can check. Kelly, who has been on the show before? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, and so the, the 
the story has now just gotten to a place that I think is actually similar ish, <laughs> uh, in terms of like there being like a lot of crazy magic stuff going on. So if you want to check that out, but it's also very fun. Um, so I think that's mostly it. And then I'm on Twitter, Omar Najam. If you want to call out anything that you think I said that was wrong, please. <laughs> or no, 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 that's sorry. That's I, let's not feed the algorithm. Let's talk about yeah. the things we agreed on we and go. like how much we love these games. I want to hear tweet at me like what your like early Nintendo experiences are because I just love chatting about Nintendo with people. So. That would be great. So there you go, everyone. You just made a great new friend. And also, if uh, you have any, there's no room to debate here, obviously, because this is definitive. But if you would like to add your two cents post facto, maybe express some regret about not having participated, you can always email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. And thank you to everybody who did. Yes, thanks so much. And Omar, again, thank you. Thank you. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nin Cart Society. Uh, if, what am I saying here, Mark? <laughs> Share the episode, like the episode, rate, review, subscribe, and all of that good stuff. Uh, if you have anything else that you would like to add or inform us of, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Uh, and just thanks for everything. This has been super fun. Uh, if you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. If you want more of his music, you can go to apeatbetty.com or you can listen right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying, maybe we should have considered the cuckoos. They're chickens. Thanks for listening. Lindsay and Angela, welcome to the Clam Bake. You know, the opposite of a sausage fest. We explore what it means to be a feminist today. We're coming back from our post-season one hiatus with a very special live show as part of the LA Film Festival, and we'd love to see you there. It's Tuesday, September 25th at 7.30 p.m., and there are going to be trucker hats given out. Get ready to win. Woohoo! So join us in some much-needed patriarchy smashing live Tuesday, September 25th at 7.30 p.m., Tickets are available online at filmindependent.org. Can't wait to see you there. Bye, Clamps. Bye. Campfire.